Hey listeners, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to introduce you to a brand that's all about good health and great taste. It's time to level up your beverage game with HealthAid Kombucha. HealthAid isn't just any drink. It's a wellness powerhouse packed with probiotics, antioxidants, and organic goodness. With a wide range of mouth-watering flavors, you're in for a treat with every sip. From classic flavors like cayenne cleanse and ginger lemon to the bold and adventurous pink lady apple and berry lemonade, there's something for everyone. But here's the real magic. Health Aid Kombucha is more than just a tasty beverage. It's a drink that loves your gut. It's raw, vegan, gluten-free, and never contains artificial anything. So if you're looking to boost your digestive health, support your immune system, and enjoy delicious, guilt-free refreshment, Health Aid Kombucha is your go-to choice. Ready to make your change for the better? Head over to healthaid.com and use promo code TMB for an exclusive discount on your first order. That's healthaid.com with promo code TMB. Cheers to a healthier you, and thanks to Health Aid Kombucha. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're going to hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way. Along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener, like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. Today's guest is none other than the incredible, talented actor, director, storyteller, Liv Shriver. With a career spanning decades, Liv has captivated audience on the stage and screen bringing to life a wide range of complex and memorable characters. Well-known in the HBO series, Ray Donovan. Sorry, ChatGPT. <laughs> I ChatGPT'd. Are you kidding? Liv Schreiber. Are you serious? Yeah. And they gave me, all right. Was that a joke? Yeah, it was a joke. Okay. We are here with the real Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber wears many hats. Fair to say? That was funny. Fair to say you wear a lot of hats? Yeah. Liv has a brand marketing firm that she started called Brand Caffeine. Brand Caffeine helps entrepreneurs and doers build their audience and elevate their brands. She also is the creator, founder, and host of events for Hot and Social. Hot and Social is a social it's for singles in new york no not for singles in new york all right tell me about hot and social let's start there <laughs> hot and social is an event company where strangers come solo and they leave as friends so it's not about being single it's not about anything it's not about girls it's not about guys it's not about gays it's about coming as you are and leaving as friends so i can go to hot and social even yeah. though i'm married yeah I, you know what? I thought it was a uh, hot and social. There's nothing hot and social. There's nothing in there about matchmaking. I don't know why nope. I thought that. A lot of people think that, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Why do a lot of people think that? I think it's very rare to have a friend making business. I think a lot of people think there needs to be a motive, but that's the point. And perfectly put, because you know you have had sponsorship from Bumble. 
but not from their dating component, but from their friend Correct. making component. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me, what else are you up to right now? And how? let me rephrase that. How would you describe what you're up to right now? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, Monday through Sunday, what are you working on? I'm working on everything from building a team to um, keeping a team happy to innovating an audience, keeping an audience happy, marketing content, building a following, keeping the current following happy. Um, so it's a lot of juggling. It's a lot of balls in the air, but you got to decide what's plastic, what's glass, and what you can drop. I love that you just said that. So brand caffeine, hot and social, does any one of them take higher priority? No, really. I mean, there's a system, right? And there's a system for everything. We're living in a multi-hyphenate society where everyone juggles tons of different things. I mean, we got these iPhones that literally give us the ability to do that. Right, and it's a blessing and a curse because we're never everywhere at once. So um, Brand Caffeine and our clients have always been my priority. We've been in business for four years. We've retained 99% of clients for a reason. So um, my clients are are really my my family we love them we represent some of the top brokers in new york city um most of them are number one and um it's really important to me that we keep them happy first and foremost of course so i love that but i also love my audience and i can do both i gotta ask the one percent what was the reason for the non-retention um most the the reason for the one percent of non-retention great question is because a lot of people don't want to give up control they mm. think they they hire you and then they tell you what to do but you tell them no that's why you hired us so essentially it's not that it was the lack of client retention it was that you didn't really want to work with them no i i want to work with them but when someone signs on to be a client and to get high engagement they're committing to listening to an expert and when you hire when you bring on clients who hire you but they want to tell you what to do it's kind of against your morals and ethics to do what they tell you to do because you're there to provide results so if you follow someone who is not educated in the space and continue to get them no results it's not going to work out right so there has to be trust and when you were starting brand caffeine how did you get your first client I was fired. Um, I had launched a, a bracelet company called um, for a big time jewelry designer. And it was a, a major successful launch. Um, but the launch was for a line that was under $250. So I was fired because we um, eradicated the line under 250. The clientele was very um, elite and wanted to pay more. So we canceled at this lower lower level that I was hired on to launch and I was devastated. I had no clue what I was going to do. I was 22 years old and I was sprinting down the West Side Highway the next morning, tears streaming down my face and I was like, where am I going to work? I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't have a following. I didn't have anything and um, I needed to pay rent. What was your identity like? at that moment for 22-year-old Liv? Same as my identity now. Well, no, well, your identity now has been built up. You are like... I'm the same girl, though. You're the same girl, but your identity now is much more elevated. You could say, like, your outlook in life, 
was very similar than it is as it is now. But your identity then was still something you were searching for. No, no? I've always been clear on who I am. So then what'd you do? Running on, the hi- running on West Side Highway? Maybe crying. the way you perceive me or the way I'm invited on the podcast has to do with what I've accomplished, but I've been the same girl this whole time. Touche. <laughs> Solo, to, to piggyback on that and going back to you being the same girl, why'd you start what you're doing? I so, love people. So Brand Caffeine. So started Brand social. Caffeine, to answer your question, the day got fired, a broker slid into my DMs because I had been working at Corcoran. Right. That day? That day and said, are you still managing social media profiles? Do you believe in fate? I believe in luck. And I, I said, yes, I'm taking one more client. <laughs> <laughs> and within a week, I started brand happy. Oh, my God. So it really fell into my lap. And the Jason na- Haber. Jason he Haber. He just sold like a major apartment on Billionaires where I moved to Florida. And God I have damn. to thank him. Yeah. So what made you get into branding? Because like, it's not just something you just start. Let's rewind more than just four or five years. Let's go even further back. When did you get into branding? When did you get this vivacious personality, mm-hmm. this creative personality that brought you to where you are? You're a great interviewer, by the way. I appreciate that. You're really good at it. Thank you. Um, I, I've always loved how people market themselves, how people market certain things. My grandparents are in real estate. My parents have a handbag company. I come from a long line of handbag company called Latico Leathers. Um, so I grew up with a game that my mom used to play with my twin brother and I. Um, we would do this while we waited for her and my dad to leave work. We would just sit and, and watch them work. And we were bored out of our minds and we weren't allowed to watch TV. So we had to use our imagination. So our mom would say, here's a pen and paper. <laughs> And she'd say, I want you guys to draw a stick mobile. And my brother and I would compete to, you know, create and come up with the stick mobile and come up with the business behind it. And then she'd choose a winner and say, okay, next. I want you to draw and pitch to me. I love this. this. Like this speaks to my core. Yeah. And you could do this with your kids. Uh. Um, so I've always just kind of looked at things and, and figured you know, it's so interesting how they're positioned and, and anything can sell, as you know, if you make it, um, make it something people want. So that was as a kid. Now let's go a little further. You're a preteen, a teen. Did you do anything in your life that was kind of revolving around brands or marketing? Um, everything in my life was around brands and marketing. I mean, I would market myself. In, in high school, I started different clubs, women's leadership clubs. Started? I, yes. You started the women's leadership yes. club in your high school? Yes. How did you do that? People actually thought I was a lesbian for a hot second because like nothing like that existed. Yeah. And I was like, no, I love boys. I just think <laughs> girls should be empowered. Um, that was before, you know, the female before, movement. Yeah, that was like... Before it was... That was in 2013. Everyone's like, we like the lacrosse bros. And I'm like, I think the girls should get some credit here. <laughs> um, it still exists. It's called the Glow Club at Mars. They should call it the Live Club. No. Um, but I, I just love marketing things in it. Okay. And it's really... Other things have taken a, a time to market. Brand caffeine, our marketing services, right? Like, you have to sell those things. But for hot and social... 
it's actually the antithesis of selling because people just want relationships. You don't really have to sell that. It's more so addressing the fact that I moved to New York, I didn't know anyone, and I wanted to make more friends. And it's just something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, well the sales part for you is putting together dope events and yeah. doing things that people want to do. Like yeah. I saw you did a pickleball event, yes. right? And like that seemed, that looked awesome. Yeah, thank you. And really being able to hone in on stuff like that but we'll get there. Let's go back to high school. You started a club. What gave you the what gave you the balls to do that? Why not? Why not? Well, what was it like in your household that other than mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial or more so the creative juices that were implemented on you and your brother? Yeah. Where did that entrepreneurial glow come from? Our dad didn't have a choice um, in terms of you know falling back into his daddy's lap or not. I come from a family where we don't have a second choice. You gotta innovate and work hard and that's really it. It's like, you don't have, uh, there are a lot of kids who are fed a, fed a silver spoon and mm -hmm. I actually think it inhibits a lot of growth. So I grew up going to a private school. I was surrounded by these kids, but my parents- In Central Jersey. Yeah, um, in North Jersey. North but Jersey. Um, my parents made it very clear that I was not being fed anything. And I think it um, ultimately really led to my hunger to find something that I wanted to work on all day, every day. Cause you know, you know that feeling when you mm -hmm. wake up and you don't want to go into work and you don't want to spend your time making someone else a dollar but you have to. So I wanted to figure out how I could do something that made me happy. I have a feeling that you did something in college that was super creative and something that you're very proud of. I did a lot. Like what? <laughs> and, I, and I say that because I'm thinking about like, you created a club in high school. Mm -hmm. That's just one thing. I'm sure there were a handful of things you did in high school yeah. that were also uber creative. Where did you go to college? I went to Wisconsin for two and a half years. Two and a half. I graduated early. You graduated in two and a half years. Mm -hmm. I guess first question is why? I was so done with drinking in a basement in negative 14 degree weather and felt like I was gonna have to graduate. It was really fun chilling, but I am money motivated. I wanted to figure out what I wanted and I wanted to get there and push myself before I had to Go. So what was it like for you leaving college after two and a half years when the norm is the norm? This four years, some do four and a half. Yeah. What was it like graduating before you were 21 mm -hmm. and then going into the real world? I, I uh, was actually abroad. I was studying in the, at University of Sydney in Australia. Oh, I went to Bond Uni. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. What year were you there? Uh, 2018. I was there fall 2017. <laughs> I loved it. How amazing was Australia? It was the best. I couldn't go back to Wisconsin after I was in Australia. No, like, especially in Sydney. Sense. Sydney's awesome. Sydney was great. And um, I just felt like there was no more growth to be had. You just know that feeling when you've... I, you say that. Yeah. You know, you know. But like most college kids don't know. No, they do know. Do they? I give them a lot of credit. Even in Wisconsin? Because yes. like so into Arizona. Yeah. And like a lot of people... You, you you're you're going back yeah you're gonna you're finishing to get your degree but you want to stay as long as possible because people are enjoying maybe in wisconsin they didn't enjoy the weather in arizona it was no. like i'm gonna just enjoy the weather 
but like a lot of people, and I would say most college kids want to stick it out to not go into the real world, to stay where they can drink six so. days a week. I give them more credit. You I, give them more credit? Yeah, I give them way more credit. I, I would love to. Kids. I would love to pull this. Yeah, we should. I, I think we should pull this. I think we should. Because, because there are so many kids, especially in college, using the internet, using social to make so much money. They're like, this textbook thing, I was at the School of Journalism, which is top ranked at the mm -hmm. University of Wisconsin-Madison. The textbook thing was so antiquated in comparison to what is actually happening in the real world. Well, how old are I you? I couldn't stand it. I'm I just turned 27. You just turned 27. So I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. So that's probably also a big yeah, part Yeah, you weren't around with TikTok and Instagram. The first iPhone came out. Okay, my, exactly. My senior year. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I have the conversation, not all the time, but like me and my wife have had it. I had the conversation with somebody on this podcast couple months ago about do you think you want to send your kids to college it's like unless it's like a specialty where he like he's got to go mm -hmm. here to learn that I don't know yeah I don't know because I learn a lot from reading and just reading books and watching YouTube videos you learn a lot yeah a lot and it probably makes more sense like 10 years after I graduated for kids to really under, really understand the value of getting the fuck out of college and like getting out into the real world. Correct. And like being more money motivated and having more tools at your fingertips. And I, I had so many jobs. I worked so many jobs in college. I was a social media manager for Camps Fit. I hosted parties at the Graduate Hotel. I was... I was sorority head of my, um, I was social chair until I got kicked out of my sorority. I was like, I was trying every possible thing. So if you're in college, my advice is, I was a radio host, like just do as many possible things as you could, as you can, because that's the only time in life where like you could just be a little lazy and try everything. Well, trying everything is like kind of the opposite of being lazy. You could be lazy with your, with, Let's be real. Classes aren't that hard. Right. <laughs> like studying isn't that hard. Yep. There's a lot of free time. I'll agree with that. In school, there's a lot of free time in college. So, like, what I mean by you could be lazy is you could chill and pursue what you want to pursue. All right. So what I'm hearing is that everything that you did, leading up to you're at 27 right now, leading up to 27 years old, for the last eight years has brought hot and social <laughs> to a very cool place. Like literally everything that you've done more than the last eight years. Think about things that you did in high school, mm -hmm. starting a club. You didn't start a, a singles club. You started a woman's club, but it wasn't just to, it was to elevate women and bring them together. Mm -hmm. And now you elevate good people Thanks, to bring Steve. them together. Thanks, me up. Yeah. How long have you had hot and social? A year and a half. Why hot and social? It started as hot and single. My brother was single. There you go. <laughs> my brother so was single. It so it started. It started as hot and single because my twin brother was single. I'll do anything for him. And I was like, how can I get my cute girl followers in a room with my brother? I just want to help my brother. <laughs> so I started hot and single. Um, we had like one party. I thought no one would come. I don't, I barely drank. I was a DD in high school. If that tells you anything, I was like, no one's gonna come to this party. Like, that's how'd you get the word out? 
Well, I guess, how'd you get the word out? Where was it? Mm -hmm. And how many people came? Okay, so I was miserable as a, an, uh, I was miserable as a kid on a brokerage team at Corcoran. So I started posting positive quotes under my desk to cheer myself up. So that's how I grew a following on Instagram. I call myself the accidental influencer because like I just would post to hype myself up before I went to cry for lunch. You would just post affirmations on your story. Yeah. This was like in 2018, 1920, 2020, yeah. And uh, so I grew a, a small following and then was like, all right, there are some strangers here. There are a lot of friends here. I'm going to throw a party, hot and single, and come and, and flirt and vibe out. And yeah. so 100 people came. It was at... A great turnout for a first event. Um, thanks. It's it a was really great turnout for a first event. At um, the speakeasy, the Garrett East. Of course. And it was great. It was fantastic. And I decided to rebrand it to Hot and Social, and here we are. And what is what would you say is the biggest driver to growing Hot and Social? Growth isn't really what I'm mainly focused on because we have such an incredible group of people in the community already. We have a 20,000 person wait list. So like, I don't need more people. I just want to make everyone happy. And I want to make everyone happy every day. And so we have a Geneva group chat where people can talk and mingle and um, make friends, find workout buddies, find apartments, roommates, people to hang out with daily. And then monthly we have free coffee from 7 to 9 a.m. So everyone comes before work. And then we have our pop-up events, which... Oh, the coffee that Drew was just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And it's great. So how do you measure success for Hot and Social? That's a great question. I haven't fully determined it yet. I am constantly working on what success looks like. And for me, I think it's building a, a foundation and a really good team. So that's what success is. What size of a team are you looking to build? Because you know, building a team of, hey, everybody's on the team, or are you talking about like a team of people working for you? Working with me. Um, okay. I, I like to work with long-term people. So. Uh, at Brand Cafe and I have two people who have been working with me for two plus years and they're incredible. So right now I'm... Um, Which one's your favorite? Both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but right now I'm working on, you know, finding people who want to be a part of the mission of helping others because I'm just one person. Just hearing that, I'm assuming that the interview you just did with Drew fits literally the yes. type of person you're looking for yeah like when you said what's your outlook for the day and he's like my outlook on life yeah that literally emulates what you just said yeah and we have a great brand partnership team like we we have great people on the team but i'm always looking um i'm just always looking to meet more people which obviously is not ironic given yeah. hot and social is about meeting people amazing and now we go back to brand caffeine cool for you, what is your parameter to measure success for Brand Caffeine? I have monetary goals and I hit them. Uh, monthly or quarterly? Monthly. How do you feel about monthly versus quarterly versus annually? I think you need monthly goals. You need monthly goals? I am a huge, I'm obsessed with months. I've realized I'm kind of a freak as I've gotten older because I have a post-it note calendar uh -huh. I put up a Where? calendar uh, on any wall in your apartment you could do this get a bunch of post-it notes mm -hmm. slap one post-it note on to represent every single day 
and then you write on each post to know a mental, physical, social goal of the day. So it could be like, I'm going to do a podcast with Steve. I'm going, I had my Pilates workout this morning, and then later I have a brainstorm session with someone from another events company. So you plan out your entire month, you set your monetary goals, your physical goals, your social goals, your mental goals, and you get to literally track what you do every day and see it in front of you. So each day, you write down what you're doing that day and you post yeah. that up. Yeah. And you leave it up through the month. Yeah. Which of those three tiers? Yeah. Meant same thing. Mental, physical, social. Which are more? Which is the most important? They're all important. You don't have them. No. Mental is more important. Because I Monetary gotta get you gotta get your workout in, especially in a time like this when the world is upside down. Like you gotta get your endorphins flowing. Number one. Number two, mental goal. If this isn't right, nothing's right. So you gotta go on a walk. You gotta. You gotta go meet up with friends, you gotta challenge yourself, you gotta meet new people. And then social, it's so easy for us to get stuck here. We mm -hmm. have to be with people, mm -hmm. we're humans. Especially like-minded people who also feel the same way about yeah. staying healthy and elevating yourself. Shout out to our mutual friend, Ryan Foss. Literally the connector of all connectors. <laughs> I've gone to Ryan's apartment, walked in, there's three people sitting at the table who just met within the last hour. Yeah. We're all now hanging. Ryan's in a different room, yeah. not doing anything. Not We're just hanging, he's not there. He comes back down, answers the door, someone else comes in, someone leaves. That person and Ryan, it's just like. It's a revolving It's door. a revolving door. Mm -hmm. Everybody meshes and then like, it's just like networking hour. Yeah. Networking hour at Foss's apartment. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. They're the best. It's super awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do to stay focused in terms of mental health and physical health? To stay focused, genuinely, I put on my shoes. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, Let me explain. To fill the for your for your monthly tier bucket, what do you like? What what do you do to yeah. to stay on on pay, Well, number on, one, on if you track. have ADD, yeah, putting on your shoes in the morning to work out of your apartment is really grounding and really important. Literally, I wasn't kidding when I said, when I wanna stay focused, I put on my shoes. That is the ultimate life hack. You gotta put on your shoes when you have ADD because your brain thinks, okay, I'm in a meeting, I'm being held accountable. When your shoes are off, you're lazy. Did you you're see chilling. that on TikTok? I don't know where I saw it, but I do it's it like, and I am obsessed. Huh. So you put on your shoes, number one. <laughs> number two, to maintain my goals, I like to bulk plan. So on the first of every month, I treat it like New Year's. I hit up all my friends, all my people I wanna see. I make plans with my VVIPs and base my calendar around them when I can see them, when I can you know, hang out with my best friends, when I can schedule in core power, hot yoga, yoga sculpture, which is my favorite class, and then everything else comes second. Damn, so a big part I got, the big thing I got about, the, yeah. the, the big, big word above all that is stay organized. Yeah. Stay organized. Organized life, organized mind. Yeah. Organized apartment. Oh, you should see my closet. So organized. So when you go on vacation and you come back, are you able to get back on track like that? Like that. What about the weekend? What about the weekend? Sometimes you, Saturday, you want to chill, but then You Sunday, and I, we don't drink, so it's not like, I know you're not waking up on Saturday hungover, so no, it's like, or Monday hungover. No, but if I want to go visit my grandpa in Westport, Connecticut, which I did, you know, yesterday, mm -hmm. 
I want to be able to get back to my apartment at 9 o'clock on Sunday night and not stress over what's to come on Monday or the upcoming week. So it's really nice to have everything together so I can leave and come back like that. What's your take on Sunday scaries? I think if you're prepared, it's easier. I think Sunday scaries happen to everyone, though. Yeah? Yeah. Even an entrepreneur? But what do you mean by scary? Uh, I think Sunday scaries are baloney. But what what's what defines Sunday scaries? I think Sunday scaries is, Sunday is like someone who, you know, maybe works nine to five. Yeah. Maybe not works nine to five. Someone who is nervous, somewhat not nauseous, but like if nauseous is a 10, they're at like a four to seven about working on Monday, on Sunday, Sunday, on Sunday, Sunday night. Well, I don't think that's, that should be anyone's situation because if you just plan out what you're doing the week ahead and you know what your to-dos are, you're ready to jump in. So it's right. It's Sunday scaries to me is like, oh, I'd, I want to hang out with my grandpa or my friends more. Like I, Sunday scaries is a lot of different contexts. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. A lot, a lot. Do you remember, and I'm bouncing around here, but because it just came to my mind. Do you remember when you were working at Corcoran and you were <laughs> yeah, sure and do. you were uh, posting affirmations? Do you remember what the first one you posted was? Um, yes, it was. Um, it's that quote about your thoughts become your words, your words become your values, your values become your life, something along those lines. That's my favorite quote. And how long were you putting those affirmations in that you finally? listen to them in your gut and got the hell out of Corcoran? I never didn't listen to what I was saying. I just kept reinforcing what I already knew. Which was? All my values, all my affirmations, everything I believe. I just, I still post quotes to this day. It's just a part of who I am. I just like to, it's kind of like a religion. You like to repeat it. It's like the national anthem. <laughs> You know the national anthem. The national anthem is one of my top five, maybe top three favorite songs of all time. I once sang it to a police officer when I got pulled over on the side of the road when I was a camp counselor when I was 18 years old. I got pulled over and sang it to a cop, and he let me go. Oh, it wasn't like a hey, you're drunk. I'm like I will. No, I had a uh, car filled with guys and girls. That there were probably two or three too many guys and girls in oh, the car. Oh, gotcha. And he made me get out and walk on a yellow line because I'm so happy people think I'm on something. Yeah. Like on these Reddit things, people are like, <laughs> Liv Shriver's on a ton of drugs. She, I don't know what she's on. She's on Adderall and all this stuff. I'm like, guys, I hate to break it to you. It's just me. So, yeah. Uh, but do you drink a lot of caffeine? No. Even though brand, no. your brand is caffeine. It's called brand caffeine because we give a brand a boost. Boost of energy. We give a brand a boost, therefore we are the brand's caffeine. Yeah, we're the brand caffeine. And how many, uh, how many different iterations did you go through before landing on that? One. Really? Do you remember what you were doing when you thought of it? My brother and I were at our kitchen table. I love that. You love your brother. Yeah. Like, how cl like one to ten, how close are you? Ten. And is he single still? No. I, I was about to, I hope not. <laughs> I, I took care of it. No, the amount of time it took, for what you did on that first event, now did you set him up? No. No? No. He not actually, even like, 
kind no, of backhandedly. I no, I didn't. I didn't. He he did it on his own. And you love her. Yeah, she's great. What's her name? Sophie. What's your favorite thing about Sophie? I have a lot of favorite things All right. about her. What's your least favorite thing about Sophie? I don't have a least favorite thing. No. No. Nothing. 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 Does she do the four questions? I assume she's like the younger one at the table. Four questions? Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she is the youngest yeah. at the table. You yeah. see that? Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, like yeah. I just knew that. Yeah, yeah. Can she do the four questions? She probably can. She goes to her family's Rosh Hashanah. We have ours. Oh, so they've only been dating for like a year. No, year. no, no. They, I mean, I think like even with me and my boyfriend, he goes to his family's. I go to mine. Gotcha. And how long have you guys been together? If you don't mind me a asking. A year and a half. I never really say if you don't mind me asking on the show. Because if someone says something on the show, I always just... Yeah, go for it. I told you that from the beginning. Amazing. All right, so brand caffeine has grown for the last four years. And I know that you're working with top brokers in the city. You already told me your first client was, who's still a client. Who else that I would know do you work with? I actually can't tell you names. <laughs> Literally, just pause the show to say, just pause the show to ask, can I ask about clients? Well, you can ask and I can navigate my response. Fair enough. So I'm saying, no, I can't tell you. All right. Well, the main, you know, big thing for the show is that we want to really talk to doers who are, who are able to give kind of uh, tidbits. Yeah. Little nuggets, advice, big nuggets, great advice as to what makes you tick and what really grows your business. Okay. What principles are very important to you that you implement in Brand Caffeine? And how does that make you successful? Yeah. Um, number one is being honest because it's social media and because it's content. People can tell when you're not being genuine and you're not being authentic. So the number one thing is, you know, when we're filming with clients, we have to say, no, that, that sucked or like that wasn't good. Reframe it this way. This is how you have to talk. You have to be louder. Don't do that with your hair. And so I think honesty is why our clients love us because they know that we have their backs. Are you guys affordable? Yeah. Like what are your, what are your rates? What do they range from? You'll have to book a call. I, I'll, can I book a call right now? No. I'll text you. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to put it in your calendar. Okay. I'll put in your calendar. I'll book a call. Because, you know, here at Serhant, we're very studio focused. And obviously, the reason I came from my old company to Serhant, well, not obviously, but the reason why I went from my old company to Serhant is because it's very media focused. It's like the forward thinking, media focused company, which is awesome. They want you to elevate your own brand. Yeah, that's which, great. That's why I love it here. That's great. They want to put a boost, <laughs> as one might say. I like that. In your own brand. Cool. What kind of partnership would Brand Caffeine and Serhant, like, like what kind of synergy could be there? A lot like of synergy. Like what? Uh, we come to you, we create content, however you want to do it, wherever you want to do it. Because we have like a studios department here with over two dozen. Yeah, you guys do a great job. And, and it's a lot of content creation, but there isn't much strategy. That's the issue. There isn't, at least I don't think there is. I've never looked into it because like I do all my own strategizing and. How's I, that going for you? It's great. People actually, like I've had, I have people who ask me like, who does your. Yeah, that's awesome. Who does your this, who does your that? Yeah. I'm like. Me. Me. Uh, well, Rob does the shooting. 
and I do all the posting and the planning. Um, but I'll talk to you about this off the air, but I definitely have a couple people who I think I could definitely hook you up with. Cool. Who I think commission. That, yeah. You could definitely, oh yeah. I love this. Uh, an interview we had a couple months ago, I was like, you know what? I got this idea we got to talk to afterwards. Within 10 days, um, I'm not going to say the number, but it was, she had a, she signed a nearly a $50,000 deal like 10 days after we got off. Wow. Solely from like something that she said. And I was like, this is uh, something I could definitely cool. help you with. Awesome. Yeah. So what does the future look like for brand caffeine? And what does the future look like for hot and social? Happy and healthy. Happy and healthy. Well, you want to grow the team. I don't want to grow the team unless um, there is a foundation and a reason and an ROI to grow the team. I don't believe in just growing it wide. I believe in growing it deep, having depth and being really smart about those choices because I've messed up a million times over. So I'd much rather um, be smart about hiring and also be smart about what our consumers and what our clients want. So, um, you know, the landscape of social media changes every year. Yep. Sometimes it's cool to have memes, five second reels, 15 second clips, one minute clips, 10 minute clips. So just always being on top of the game is what's most important. I love that. You can't get too comfortable. And what does the future look like? Uh, the future, what does the next six months look like? for Hot and Social? Oh, we have so many exciting things coming up. I hosted a sleepaway camp for 200 women. Oh, that was last month. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. So um, we're doing a reunion. Haven't announced that yet. Um, and we're expanding to other cities, so I'm really excited. Which, which cities? LA. LA, so New York and LA. Yeah. And where's the, you have a venue for the reunion? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And what a, I'm assuming you got enough time to read. What are you reading right now? Yeah, I I actually am I'm consumed by the war going on. My family's in Israel, so I'm really just reading up on everything happening there. Was anyone has anyone gotten out? Um, we have family friends who are hostages. Damn. Damn. So like every day, every every hour is like hoping for updates. For all Jewish people, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just got back from Europe. So like I didn't really have much of it. I, I only had what was on my phone. Yeah. And I spoke to a cousin of mine, like one cousin who was living in Tel Aviv. She about five, like two weeks ago, about five days in, she was able to get a flight out. Yeah. She's now back in New York. I have my first friend ever, Amy, who's like a sister to me, who she's been living in Israel for probably the last like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I spoke with her for like an hour last week. And she actually has a podcast where she's putting out an episode. Like she's recording it and putting it out. I think it's called October 7th. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I was gonna say extreme feminist, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll say Amy's an extreme feminist, but not in like a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, she is super strong. She's a immigration attorney. She does like godly things, and she has an amazing podcast of just her outlook on things and everything she's going through over there. And it's fucking heartbreaking. And the more heartbreaking stuff to me is seeing the lunacy yeah. in the US yeah. of people who don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like when I was away, when I was in Portugal, I had a buddy of mine text me who he was in Washington Square Park reading. And he texts me, he goes, he's like, dude, I'm in Washington Square Park right now. And there is a group of people rallying, screaming about Palestine. And he like told me what they're saying. And he's like, the funny thing is, it's like a bunch of like white girls. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a bunch of part. it's like a bunch of white girls who like have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. And that is what's most heartbreaking for me. It's very heartbreaking. It's very scary when you can't even grieve because you're scared for your life and people are cheering for your death. And also being a face on social media at this time and being Jewish and then becoming some sort of an activist because you have no other choice is um, something I never thought I'd I'd get into. You know. Well, you've done a good job making pe- making people who have been ridiculous. <laughs> and making them the butt of Some a joke. Jokes. Yeah. yeah, thank you. But I, I think the the more important thing is to focus on education and kindness because that's what Judaism is really about. Yep. And I think the second that people are able to understand the true facts and the stats of, no, this is not, honey, this is not a genocide. This is not an ethnic cleansing. Look at the numbers and looking at, look at the 13 million Palestinians um, <laughs> going from the 1.3 Palestinian um, growth back in, I believe it was 2001. I have the stats on my Instagram so we can pull it up and post it and screenshot it here and share the actual facts. But um, it, it's just silly. And the, the most comforting thing to me is social media is not America. And to remember that, that the people screaming and chanting for our death, it's not America. Yeah, that's like something that I explained. Like I was like, I think I was explaining it to my wife and just like saying like this is something that is being put out on the small screen. Yeah. Like they're showing like a very small small pocket. Yeah. It was kind of like you know, and I don't, I don't, I'm not like comparing it to like back like in 2020 with the election, how they're showing like the people on the left or the right are screaming like this is how they are, this is how. They-. No, that's how like a few people in like exactly. at that moment in that rally in. Pennsylvania or Michigan, yeah. like that. There are billions of people in this world. That was like two hundred people. Exactly. Loud is loud. Yeah. And that's okay. And negative loud gets views. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly. I I um. I think it's really sad, but at the end of the day, just look at the ratings in the polls and the Quinnipiac polls, especially, which have predicted major wins. Megan McCain has become my new friend, so she's teaching me a lot about reading the polls and the, the stats and the rates of... Uh, granddaughter of John? Daughter. 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 And uh, she's been such an incredible ally, so I want to shout her out because... Um, That's what's up. Yeah, she, yeah, she's awesome. And anyone who actually is um, informed of what's happening 
would chant free Palestine from Hamas. I think that's the main thing. Well, that's like, <laughs> that's the thing that like really gets me like kind of scratching my head. Yeah. Because I'm not anti-Palestine. We're not anti- No, no one we're is. Not, no, we're not anti-Palestine by any means. No. Like if, yeah, fucking free Palestine. Like it's- From Hamas. From Hamas. Yes. Like it's, but what they're chanting is, is literally- Exterminate the Jews. Exterminate like- <laughs> What are the, from the river to the sea. Yeah. Do you know what that means? White girl from NYU who is marching in Washington Square Park. Like, do you know what they mean by that? Yeah. They mean like eradicating the Jews in the one place within the entire world where we have our home and getting rid of them. Yeah. So it's been interesting. I'm a little tired. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. But it's all good. Uh, my family, um, my aunt and uncle are, are in Hodasharon, so, um, so I'm just that north. Yeah, it's north. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of them, and um, and I hope to get back there soon when everything is all calmed down. Yeah. I hope you get back there sooner than later. Yeah, I hope we all do. Um, but if anything, you know, hard times show us incredible, awesome, uplifting people. So I'm really grateful because it allows for light to shine. You know. Indeed. Sad. Yeah, but yeah. we prevail. We have before, and we can. We will continue. So, I'll get back on track with yeah. the pod. What's one book recommendation that you would give to anybody? Am I pressured to say Sirhan because I'm here? No. Do you know the name of all three of his books? No, but I've read one of them. Sell it like Sirhan. Yeah, I think that's the one that I read too. I like that one. Yeah. I well, like Sell it like Sirhan. I like that one. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is really important. And I love anything written by Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks. Okay. Um, that Sarah Blakely, who founded Spanx, she's one of my mentors, and she, um, she is a huge fan of Abraham Hicks and taught me to read all about like the power of our words. And so I, I love everything written by them. I'm glowing inside. Two things. One, I literally preach what you just said about the power of your words. Yeah. Like I was literally yesterday, Sunday, watching football at the bar, coaching up a buddy of mine about something going on with his partner. Mm -hmm. And he's telling me the conversation he's having. I'm like, well, how'd you expect him to react? Right. When you, when you say like, well, how should I have said it? Like this. You see the difference? Yeah. No, you see the difference? And it's like the way you talk to people, like I always, Tell uh, my guys, only ask people how and what questions. Hey, do you want to come outside with me? No. Hey, how can I get you to come outside with me? Oh, I like that. That's a great, that's o great. Only ask people how and what questions. Oh, I like that. Because then they can't give you an immediate yes or immediate no. And they have to think about it. Yeah, that's great. And it doesn't give anyone the opportunity to, to say no if you ask them a how or a what question. Yeah. And it's especially if you're texting or emailing, it's for you're gonna write a yes or no question. Yeah. And you look at it and you delete the beginning and you just rewrite it something where they have to answer. It's so funny you say that. Um, do you know Chris Voss? Of course. So I love what's his book? The Never Split the Difference. Never Split the Difference. It's my other favorite book. Um, he taught me a really great email hack that I use in almost every email. When I know someone's about to say no to something, I say are you not open to XYZ? Are you not? 
because people like to solve a challenge and when you're saying like are you not open to this are you not available for this they're more likely to say oh actually I am I love that so I use that every day Chris posted something on his IG yeah uh, an, an email like how to get someone to respond to your email yeah Fucking, I did it the next day and it worked it really? was like Someone is now responding to your email and like you know the reason why. Right. So like he talks about like accusation audits. Right. And it's kind of like you send the email and you call out the reason why they're not responding. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But I have this great idea that I want to run by you. Okay. So you, you've sent them an email and you're letting them know that you know why they're not responding. Right. But I thought of this great idea and I want your opinion. Right. It's like 90% success rate. That's wild. And it's, they're either going to end up, you know, well, tell me the idea. Yeah. And you're like, and you tell them, you know, you come up with whatever the idea was. And they either love it and now you got them back or they weren't talking to you and it's a done, it's, right. it's done anyway. Right. But that's how you get a response. That's great. I love that. So it was the how you use your words, but also Sarah Blakely. I love Sarah Blakely. Her episode of uh, How I Built This, probably listened to it half a dozen times or more her uh, mastermind yeah I probably watched that at least two or three times she's awesome and there's something I always think about like that interview with her where she's talking about when she was on um, she was on that show mm, what show she was on a show with celebrities where they needed to uh, flying out the going um the billionaires doing crazy things and she had to fly off the plane and, and she had to jump off yeah jump off and she the had to plane get, she had to catch his arms yeah and she called him like how did you do that she's like well I didn't reach for his arms I reached past his head yeah so if you reach higher you'll land where you need to be yeah I love it and I think about that all the time oh that's great all the time that's great she just launched a new company what company can't tell you can't wait. <laughs> Is it female based also? Can't say anything. All right, I'll be. I'll watch it. once it launches. It's literally gonna pop up my feed, and yeah. I'm gonna hit you up like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So, Liv Schreiber, give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it. Um, I think you have to hone in on what your weaknesses are, understand what your weaknesses are, and then figure out how you can either find someone who, whose strengths are your weaknesses or figure out how to best address them and address them head on. Liv Shriver, <laughs> hot and social, brand caffeine. Thank you. She's going places that she's already at, but she's going faster. 